Hello. Hi, Bill. This is Rebecca with Ashray Journal. Hi, Rebecca. Nice to talk to you today. Good to talk with you, and thanks for joining us on Hot Air. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about our, uh, our manuscript that's going to go into the journal. Why don't you tell me about that column? Sure. The, the topic talks about the uh, concept of working from home and what are the impacts on residential buildings. So this whole work really came out of the Residential Buildings Committee. And so what the Residential Buildings Committee is, it's a standing committee within ASHRAE that reports to Technology Council. And the charge of our committee is to help identify where ASHRAE can best play a role for residential issues and help to coordinate those activities. So one of the things that we do is we bring some concepts to the forefront through what we call residential issue briefs. And what these are, we've done a few of these already. And the idea is we, we think about ideas that are percolating in the residential sector and we dive into it a little bit. We'll put a team together of experts and won't do a, a massive research project on it or anything, but we'll give it a, you know, a few months. We'll really try to look into the topic and try to identify how does this impact ASHRAE, ASHRAE members? What sort of things could ASHRAE do to address it to help improve the residential sector? So a few years ago, we were on our calls, as many people on uh, committees were on video calls. And, and one of my co-authors, Rick Karg, uh, on this paper, who was the chair of the committee at the time, said, you know, we're all sitting at home. What's, you know, there's got to be some changes in the residential sector that are percolating because there's so much more working from home nowadays. So what we ended up doing is we said, yeah, this is a really good topic for a residential issue brief. And so we put together a really strong team, some experts with indoor air quality, some energy experts some people with equipment background, people from around the world, international perspectives as well to really look at this topic as best as we could. And what came out of it was a residential issue brief, which is available on our Residential Buildings Committee website. And then from that brief, we, we broke it down and took the key pieces and thought this would be really good for an Asteroid Journal article just to publicize it to the broader society in general. So it was really good. Now, I will get to the punchline of this is that there's a lot more questions than answers out of this, this manuscript. You know, when you look at the conclusions, it won't be like, this is what we got to do. Uh, what we found when we went into this was this transition from people working in offices predominantly to working from home has really raised a lot of questions and a lot of unknowns for us in ASHRAE. What should ASHRAE do for ASHRAE members and the public at large? So, but that's okay. I think that's one of the purposes of these issue briefs is to sort of make it a call to action for us in ASHRAE to figure out what are the next steps. So when we looked at it, you know, working from home is not a new phenomenon. You know, people have been doing it for a long time, but certainly the pandemic, which is about uh, in 2020, four years ago from when we're recording today, really changed that transition. So our estimates from the data we looked at, primarily in the US and Europe, was on the order of maybe 5% of people work from home uh, prior to the pandemic. Since then, you know, certainly at the height of the pandemic, it was a really large number. You know, I think we can all realize that working from home is here to stay. You know, many of our ASHRAE members probably do it, if not full time, at least a few days a week. Uh, that's pretty common. You know, numbers vary from when we wrote this paper. Things have changed in the last year or so. Uh, but still, latest data, recent data that I looked at suggests that maybe on the order of uh, 10 to 15% of people will work remotely full time. 
30% or so of the workforce on that order, and this is in the United States, might work in a hybrid mode. So we think that it really is something here to stay. And then some other data that I saw was companies are interviewing remotely. Over 90% of companies are, are doing remote interviews now, which is sort of a change too. So it's definitely something that's been here to stay with that. Uh, with it becomes a lot of changes. You know, many people have homes that are very amenable to that. They already have offices, uh, you, know, print, you know, so when they had to make this transition to the pandemic, they moved into their home office and everything went pretty seamless. But we have to realize that everybody's situations are different, you know, especially when the pandemic, when children were learning from home, it really changed matters a lot. And so we just have to appreciate that, that everybody's situation is different. You know, some people don't have the luxury of having empty rooms that they can just set up shop in. Some people were putting, you know, re- you know offices in, in other spaces and sharing it. So the situations were very dramatically different. Some of the things that we found when we really dove into our research were that, you know, this transition, first of all, it really accentuated people's awareness of indoor environmental quality. It might be something in their homes. So it may have been something that they may have been aware of with sleeping quality. Uh, we had some experts with sleep quality on our, our list. So that may be an area where people used to have a better appreciation of indoor environmental quality. But now when people are spending so much more time in their homes, there was a better appreciation for it. You know, things like the sound, the noise from HVAC systems was suddenly more prominent when people were trying to focus on their work as opposed to doing other activities that they would normally do in a home. Uh, that was one. Uh, people may have been more sensitive to indoor air quality issues when they were home for, for a long period of time. So people had a much greater awareness. But still, what do we do about that topic? So that was one key piece. Another key piece that we saw was this idea that you know energy usage changes because people were more at home. And this was most prominent in the height of the pandemic where the loads from the residential sector were much greater than the commercial sector. A lot of commercial offices were shutting down. How does that impact ASHRAE? Well, that impacts ASHRAE. You know, we were really interested in buildings playing well with the electric grid, especially as we're decar- the grid is decarbonizing. We're getting more intermittent renewables on the grid. You know, building controls and how the buildings interact with the grid is very important. And suddenly our usage has shifted a little bit. And so that has an impact. And that was a really interesting finding to dive into that. Another area where we thought a lot about is indoor air quality and contaminants in general. You know, contaminants in buildings uh, was another one where this was an interesting, but this is an unknown. We don't really have that. You know, people are home more, so there's probably more contaminants. There's more bioeffluence. There's probably more cooking being done. Uh, So there's more contaminants from cooking. There's more people. And so this was one from an indoor air quality perspective where there's probably a lot of unknowns, you know, a lot of more things going on in buildings, but we just don't have a really good sense from a research point of view what that is. So in general, it was just an interesting approach to try to really look at what's going on. Um, But we do think working from home is here to stay. And we think there's some opportunities for ASHRAE to really think about how we can improve homes to accommodate that. What role might ASHRAE play in this? There's a lot of things that we saw, and there's a lot of places, like I said, there's still a lot of unknowns. And I'll break it down to, into a few things. First, we see a really good opportunity for guidelines. So, you know, I've, we think about a little bit the epidemic ta- task force. What they did during the pandemic was really great. They put a lot of information out. A lot of people were able to use it. The general public uh, practitioners were able to use that information. How do you improve your home to minimize risk to infectious disease? 
we look at that as the same kind of template. Maybe we have some guidelines for how do people create an indoor environment, a work environment that is really conducive to their work that improves their indoor environment. So we thought about that as uh, launching some sort of a guideline and accompanying that would be things like lectures at society meetings or chapter meetings that would really help spread that word. And how would you create a good working environment? Also, as I I noted earlier, people are just a lot more aware of indoor environmental quality in homes because they're spending so much more time in there, particularly after the pandemic. Maybe there's ASHRAE could serve a role to really inform the public in in better technical detail about indoor environmental quality in general. Uh, There's also room for research. ASHRAE is really prominent in research. And, you know, there's a lot of miss, there's a lot of gaps that we we just don't know about. One I noted was contaminants. We don't have a good sense on how contaminants in homes have changed with more people being at home. So maybe that's an area where ASHRAE research could play a role. I talked about energy usage. How has energy usage changed in homes? That's another place where ASHRAE research may be able to play a role. We talked a little bit about standards, the next one. And a lot of ASHRAE standards do have a, a separation between commercial uses and residential uses. Well, suddenly our homes are being used for sort of a mix of office work, typical homework. It would be interesting to, for, for those types of committees to really reassess that application area. Where is, you know, are our standards appropriate for residential or for maybe work uses in residences? Do any of those need to be amended? Another thing along the lines of standards is usage has changed. And this actually impacts both maybe the handbook. There's some chapters of the handbook that have, you know, projected uses of homes. Well, the uses of homes has changed. People might be home more now. uh, And that might impact standards. And one of the things I think about is I've been involved in test methods for equipment. For example, water heating systems. So a lot of these, well, it might not be, you know, part of the ASHRAE standard might be we assume a certain usage of a water heater. Uh, and it's always pretty typical, you know, in the mornings, there was a huge peak in hot water use. But now that people are spreading that out longer, those types of things have to change. So some of the usage patterns might impact some of ASHRAE standards, making, you know, justifications on cost effectiveness. If people are home more, there might be t- some technologies that might be co- more cost effective than others if people are using homes more. So those are some of the areas that we thought that some ASHRAE work could could have a role. Thanks for talking with me, Bill. And the column talks about this issue much more in depth, and I hope our readers will take a look. Thanks, Rebecca. And if anybody wants any more information, our, as I noted earlier, our residential issue brief goes into a little bit more detail, and that's available on the Residential Buildings Committee website. And if you have interests or thoughts on this topic, we'd love to hear it. Uh, I would encourage anybody to reach out to the Residential Buildings Committee. Our staff liaison is Derek Nesfield or any of the authors on this paper. We'd love to have uh, you know people that have some thoughts. And if we want to do things like guidelines, that would be great to get more involvement. And I would like to take the opportunity to really thank my co-authors. It was great to work with them. As I said, we put together a group of experts on this, and they really were thought leaders on this topic, all of them. So just a shout-out goes to Kristen Chetton, Rick Karg, Chandra Sekar, Lee Song, Jersey Soa, Ian Walker, and Paolo Argaki. They were all great to work with, and it was really just a great pleasure to work with them. Thanks so much. I'm Rebecca Matasowski, ASHRAE Journal's technical editor, and you've been listening to Hot Air.